Hello, thanks for joining Your Body Advocate podcast. I'm your host, Ruth Cummings, and today I'm interviewing Caroline Gunter. She is a professional organizer and productivity coach. This is a really fun interview. I hope you enjoy it. Let's take a deep breath to relax. Ready? Okay, here we go. You're listening to Your Body Advocate, telling your body's side of the story. The podcast dedicated to supporting and improving your body-mind connection so you can live a pain-free, passion-filled life, dissolving one body tension at a time. Discover the healing properties of your own body language, and together, let's explore ways to support and improve essential self-talk. Now, here's your host, Master of Encouragement and Body-Mind Life Coach, Ruth Cummings. Hello, Caroline. Caroline Gunter. You guys, this is my friend, Caroline Gunter. She is a professional organizer and productivity coach who specializes in helping aspiring digital nomads, leaders, and creative entrepreneurs to get more done so that they can have more enriching, fulfilling, and fun lives. She is a Golden Circle member of NAPO, which stands for the National Association of Organizing and Productivity, productivity Professionals. And she's a certified photo organizer. I need that. You can find her at carolinegunter.net. And all of these links, of course, will be in the show notes. Caroline, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Ruth. I'm so excited to be here because we have so much in common. And I can't wait to share for everybody what that is. <laughs> I know. It's, it's been so fun getting to know you. And I am... Um, I like to think I'm organized and then I meet someone like you and I'm like, Oh my gosh, am I not organized? <laughs> and I so much need that. And you know, and what we have talked about through our times together is, um, the body is affected when you're not organized. And I, um, that's one of the many things that I wanted to talk to you about. So we had written down what we really wanted to talk about today was how our bodies are affect or how our body is affected by productivity and organizational skills and how being organized really helps the body and helps the mind, helps you calm down, helps you focus. So I would love your input on yeah. this. Go girl. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's so true because, uh, well, when I work with people, I like to take a holistic look at what's going on in their lives because so often what affects you at work has nothing to do with work. It is either something going on at home or something going on in the rest, you know, rest of the areas of your life. Um, and uh, so the first thing I look at really is what are your core needs and do we need to address anything there before we even get started? Because, you know, if you're not sleeping well, there's very little I can do to help you get more productive because that's one of those core needs that you really need to fulfill first, or, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be able to help you very much. Right. So I am very focused in the beginning on, you know, how are you fulfilling all of your basic needs? And it's only after that point that I take on a client. Um, otherwise I can't do much for them. And so uh, organization productivity really is a, is a, something that you can affect after you've addressed all of those things. Wow. So what core needs do you 
require? Like, yeah. What court do you address? Or have they have yeah, to address I, before they work with you? That's really interesting. Yeah, I definitely take a look at uh, sleep. I want to make sure that I'm working with somebody who is getting the uh, required amount of sleep. And that's usually six, seven hours or more, preferably a little bit on the extra side, right? Uh, just to make sure that the, the you know, your, your mind is rested. Um, and also I like to look at, uh, you know, some food habits, not that I'm an expert in that, but I definitely want to make sure that you are nourishing your body and you're hydrating enough. Um, and so that would be something that I might recommend somebody addresses first. Uh, and then I really start looking um, at, you know, what's going on in the rest of your life. Is there anything that has happened recently that changed something for you? At what point did you start feeling disorganized? Has that been going on for, you know, your whole life? Or is that something that happened recently? And usually if it happened recently, it's because there was some sort of big change in their life. Uh, for example, a move, the birth of a new child, uh, maybe they just started the business or, you know, something like that happened. Maybe there was a loss or something else that really sort of threw a run, wrench in the, in the wheel there. Um, and so as organizers, we tend to talk about uh, ourselves as managers of change because so often we get those clients that there is a significant change that happened in their life. And then they go, oh my gosh, I can't cope now. I don't understand how I'm going to adapt to this new situation. So it's really a coping skill more than anything else. And you can learn how to deal with that. So the organization is a coping skill? Correct, yeah. Wow. Organization, okay. managing your time, managing your uh, productivity is in my opinion, a coping skill that not enough people are taught. Wow, I so agree with that. And like everything you just said, as you know, that it just it just melds with what I do so well because yeah. I work on like all the big changes. If you know, w there's actually a movement in your sacrum when you are feeling ungrounded. When you have something that happens in your life that's big, there's actually a movement that happens and that causes low back pain. It causes us to feel like we're not stable. So like our whole our whole um, foundation gets gets moved physically right and so that's so cool that like yeah you can't organize I definitely can if I'm not feeling you know up to it or you know I have so many things on my mind I mean I'm just the same way but I just find this fascinating <clears throat> that you you know that you work with that too so mm -hmm. what is it I just want to know how do you know or how do you sense when somebody has become grounded enough for them to really become organized? Yeah, I think the biggest one by far is uh, sleep, uh, food habits and hydration habits and um, changes, recent changes in their life. And I, if, if, they're, if they're telling me that, you know, nothing happened recently, I'm sleeping at least six, seven hours a night and, you know, uh, I'm not running around thirsty all day long, then I'm okay. Uh, but if, if I sense that there is something that might be off in one of those areas, then I go, okay, wait a minute, let's dig deeper here and figure out what prompted you to reach out to me, because there may need to be an, you know, an additional step that you need to think about before you even get to me. 
Uh, and that's just what I do in my regular discovery calls with people is I just, we talk about things like that and, and we kind of see what prompted them to reach out. Usually that reveals quite a bit. Well, are they usually aware of it or not? I don't think they um, necessarily think about it in those lines. I don't think maybe they've put the two together. Now, I don't know. I can't assume. But uh, I find that in most cases, they just feel stressed out and they just feel disorganized. And they're not really focused on what's causing that. But they know they need to find a solution. And so they just start reaching out to, you know, to me and, uh, you know, seeing if I have a solution, but I'm always, you know, as you know, as a um, practitioner, you know, you always want to find the root cause of things to be able to solve it. Right. So that's, that's kind of where I go with it. I love finding the root cause. That's definitely where I want to focus in my career from now on, which I always have really, but we don't as a culture in America, at least you're not in America at the moment, but like we don't, uh, I think more and more people are turning to what is what is the root cause and how can I fix this without medication and with without the need of these things from the outside and looking at how much sugar is in our diet and in, um, in our society and how things are, are not really focused on our health. And um, I, I think that we're waking up. It's like a sleeping giant kind of going, wait a minute. Um, why is there sugar in spaghetti sauce? You know, like yeah. these uh, simple ones going, huh? Um, yeah. That's interesting. And why is it corn syrup? <laughs> you know, and not just regular sugar. There's all these questions that are coming up. My kids are going through our cupboard right now. My daughter just got home from college and she's like, oh, look at this, throw away. Oh, and it's so easy to throw away something when you're not paying for it. You know, and I'm like, wait, yeah. I want that spaghetti sauce. But then I'm like, wow, I didn't realize, you know, I haven't looked at all of the labels and it just makes me so frustrated. Mm-hmm. Also, because my, um, my mom is um, working with a coach right now for food and is, uh, and, and she wants to get organized. And so mm-hmm. the whole point was, wow, I don't think I can get organized until I get um, these other issues uh, at least looked at. And her also, so my, I have my mom on one hand and throwing away all our food <laughs> and my daughter, because it's not pro body, it's not pro health. And um, so like what, so how do coping skills in different forms, in your opinion, affect the body? Yeah, so I think working with my own coaches that I became really good at organizing because I felt very, um, I think, overwhelmed as a child. Like I'm highly sensitive and I think a lot of things were coming at me and I think I needed that coping skill. I needed to learn how to be organized in order to survive and to keep my sanity, basically. So that's at least how I see how it's developed for me. And, um, you know, you're not taught how to be organized in school. And so it's something that we don't really talk about, but people kind of expect you to be organized. And, well, where do you start? It's a big topic. It's a big field. (laughs) Right. So, um, yeah, Yeah, I just think that for me, it sort of out of necessity, I needed to be organized in order to process all the information that was coming at me and all the things I wanted to accomplish and do, as you know, I'm a highly driven person. I want to accomplish a lot in my life. 
And there's just no way I could if I wasn't organized. So for me, it's really a part of who I am. And I want to help other people uh, accomplish more too. And with less stress and with less other issues, less tension in the body, right? There's no need unique, you know, there's no need to have that, I guess, right? If you can avoid it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So where would someone, where would someone start? you know, to get organized. I mean, it's such a, let me just, let me just uh, uh, preface that by <clears throat> there's, you know, I work with co these college athletes. Most of them have never used a planner. They don't know how to address an envelope. They don't know how to write a checkout. I mean, on and on these things that um, we assume they know we don't teach in high school. We don't teach in college. We're just assuming that they've learned these things. Another thing I, I uh, whenever they bring their backpacks to me, I, I want to look in, in their backpacks, not all the time, but <clears throat> I'm looking for papers stuffed in their backpacks, yeah. you know, because that's a really easy way to say, wow, we could have just, you know, put this paper right here. The simple basics, fundamentals of keeping your things organized, um, mm -hmm. like you said, is is not learned. And it's like, it's not taught. It is learned, but like with you, a necessity, you learned how to do that. I don't think that um, most people, I don't know. What is your, so the, do most people learn that somehow? Or if you, you run into a lot of people that are, you know, coaching so many people, how do most people learn eventually how to organize or they come to you with zero skills? It's a wide range. It's a very, very wide range. And it's all dependent on what school you went to, who your family was. I mean, you know, what skills you needed to learn, uh, where you got your education. It's really a compounding sort of uh, skill set that you could learn from a lot of different places. And so it's a really big, wide variety of people that I work with. Some have absolutely no basics in place whatsoever. And some people are actually fairly organized, but there's just one piece that they want to tweak and improve on. And so I don't mind working, you know, with anybody to, to help, help get them more organized. Um, but it's really all about thinking, well, what's the most urgent piece? Like, what is something right now that's happening in your life where we could get just a little bit more organized? And how can we improve that? And so we sit down and we talk about patterns and we learn to spot some patterns. Like if you have a meeting every Monday, you know, perhaps you, you know, you put your uh, paperwork out every Monday morning, right? And let's make that a habit. So it's really about spotting the patterns and figuring out how do we improve in small steps to get a little bit better every day. So they can start, our listeners can start trying to notice patterns that they have that are possibly really organized or not so organized. Is that, so that's right. like the great place to start. Okay. So the patterns. Okay. Or, or like, yeah, not patterns. I guess it's right. also a pattern not to have a pattern, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm always absolutely. late or I'm always, I never am ready for my meeting. I can see how that would uh, manifest that way. <laughs> right. And so if you're thinking like, you know, gee, I have this recurring meeting every Wednesday and I'm always late. Well, that's a pattern, right? So how can we start improving that and then making you not late every Wednesday, right? So maybe you leave the house a little bit earlier. 
Uh, and then once you've got that habit down, now what is something else we can improve? It's really about those small steps. As you know, I'm a fan of small steps and, and making those gradual improvements. Um, and then before you know it, you've really made a significant change in your life. But it's about noticing where things are going wrong and then course correcting really quickly. Why is it worth investing on learning how to be organized, in your opinion? Yeah, it's because everybody wants to save either time, money, or energy. And your organization and productivity skills is the one area that I know of that can actually improve all three really well. And so uh, I specialize, obviously, in digital organization, but I always look at the whole picture. And I feel that when you improve your organization and productivity skills, that's really an asset to you. It's a new coping skill that you have and the benefits compound over time. And so if you just make one small improvement, it's not necessarily that it just improves that week, right? It improves the next week after that and the next and the next and the next. And before you know it, that course correction is affecting something else. So I always like to think about this uh, area of productivity, especially, and even organization as just this compounding ROI that as you get better and better and better, your life just dramatically improves over time. And so there's really no good reason not to get organized, not to learn this coping skill. Oh, I, I so, I love it when I'm organized. I feel like when I'm organized and I've, you know, I've had one of those spring cleaning weekends that, mm-hmm. um, and I have, I mean, everything works better. Everything I, yeah. I want to get up the next morning early and I want to, I want to eat better and I I'm happier with my, I'm nicer to my husband. <laughs> and, um, so it's really for him, right? I need to get organized for him. I'm just kidding. But, <clears throat> but I, I know, and I know everybody that we, I don't know anybody who has said, wow, I love being unorganized. You know, I've in, ever, have you ever heard that? I mean, wow, I can't wait to stay unorganized. <laughs> no. And I've, I've heard people be um, slightly frustrated with the process because they had some trouble getting this coping skills, but no, nobody's ever said to me, I don't want to be organized. Um, and as you said, you're, you know, you're happier right? In all the areas of your life, it really affects everything. And so when you're clear-headed and you go into everything feeling in control, like the world's not spinning around, um, you're less stressed, right? You're less frustrated. Everything just goes better, you know? So, yeah. I remembered my question from earlier. So you mentioned that there's certain education, there's certain families, there's certain schools, et cetera, that when people come out of those environments, they're more organized. What type of environments are those? Like, you're like, wow, this is a good one. This is a good one. What, what examples are those? I would love to know. It tends to be high accountability environments. So Mm. so if you go to a school where there is a lot of competition, if you go to any sort of uh, military institution, and I'm not going to sound too strict with this, but um, because there are certain schools that, you know, I went to a couple of them that are fairly laid back, but there's still a lot going on and you still have to manage a lot. So whenever you're accountable and you have to produce results, um, that's when you need to be organized, really. So it tends to be an environment like that um, where, where you just have high expectations of yourself and others. 
wow. So is there a way to kind of make that like a um, create that environment for yourself besides, you know, you and I, I mean, and the, you know, the, the crowd we run with, we are very highly motivated, but um, you know, not everybody has our incredible, you know, support structure. And, you know, I, I highly would recommend people find that, but I mean, I feel so much um, just like lifting by our community. And, mm-hmm. but if someone is not around that, <clears throat> what's your, what is your, so like another way to get in, in um, encouraged to be more motivated, more to create more uh, results, um, mm-hmm. pressure, so that mm-hmm. you would, you know, be able to be organized on your own. Yeah. It's, it's really about being accountable to yourself as well. And so that's where I would start. So you can be accountable to others. And for some reason, we have no problem usually being accountable to others, but it's very hard to be accountable to yourself. <laughs> and so if you develop that skill there, I mean, that takes care of a lot, right? Because like for me, I coach remote workers a lot of the time. Um, and a lot of people have trouble with distractions because they might be in an environment where there's a lot of distractions, either at home with people watching TV or at the kitchen table, or, you know, if they're working from a cafe somewhere in a big city, I mean, there's a lot of distractions that happen. So what are some ways where you can minimize the distractions and be more accountable to yourself? Like, I have no problem getting my stuff done at home or wherever I am because I'm extremely focused on what I want to accomplish. And that comes from being accountable to myself. And I think that's almost the place where you have to start uh, to look sort of inwards and say, okay, well, I'm going to take myself seriously. And when you take yourself seriously, then all of that kind of works out. That's at least how I see it. Oh, I, I, I love that. I mean, <clears throat> that's also, you know, we, as again, we, you know, connect how our two businesses work together because if you're, um, if you take yourself seriously, then you start listening to, to the headaches and the, and the arm pain and the hand pain or whatever's happening in your body that most people ignore. It's the same thing with, you know, um, I can see that you can ignore the piles that are over here, or you can ignore that you're being distracted, or you can, you can ignore these things that, that get you off um, this incredible, you know, really easy path to get a lot done in your life, to love yourself, to love the people around you. There's all these little whoop, pulling you off the train tracks, you know, of uh, passionate, pain-free, organized living. <laughs> yeah and I'm the same way like I've I've heard people talk about you know if you're going to write a book you know you should go and live by yourself for you know a month or a week or not like any of us have that um and I uh I I wish I could do that but you're telling me you're really good at doing it in your house you create your space you create your time and voila Mm -hmm. voila yeah yeah I I decide what needs to happen when it needs to happen and then it happens Um, that's just part of the skills that I've developed for myself. And so, you know, minimizing distractions too, obviously is one thing I work on a lot for people, you know, with coaching them on that, because that tends to be a bigger 
issue <laughs> for a lot of people. And I've become really good at managing that, which is how I get so much done. And that just feels so good to get all your stuff done, you know, and yeah. having that accountability to yourself. It just, there's nothing more motivating in my opinion. I am, I'm, I'm like, I can't write fast enough. I'm, I was, you know, going to put some, I'm like, holy moly, all these things are so, they're so, they're so great. These great nuggets of little, like, like you said, like the little pieces add up the same thing with working with your body and working with breath and self-care and all those, like, <clears throat> but you just said something that was really, really caught my eye or my ear is the, so like, so do you have a to-do list? How do you know? And like, you really get, you like getting things done. And like you said, you know, what's going to happen when it's going to happen, you know, how, how you're going to do it. Like you have the, 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 you know, who, when, why, where, and mm -hmm. how do you do that? How do you, how do you set that up so that you know that you're done? Like, how do you know? Right. So there's a couple of things. And the first thing is you have to have, if you're running a business and I mean, even if you have a family to manage, it could still be the same thing. You have to have a really good project management system. I'm, I mean, like a hub where your information lives and where your tasks live and you know where you have everything at your fingertips. And one of the things I do is I help people set that up and decide, well, what is the right system for me, right? So the first thing is really having a really good system that works for you and your family or your business or your team or whoever you're working with, right? Um, that sort of grounds you. That's number one. And then number two is really knowing how to manage your time and your energy and your resources and learning, you know, how much can I schedule per day? You know, how many projects are too many? Uh, you know, what, you know, are my commitments? Like, am I over? Or can I reasonably get down what I'm asking, right? So that's a lot of what I work with people on as well. Um, and then the, the, the third big thing I would say is definitely creating the space for it, you know, uh, putting on the calendar uh, with clear goals, uh, setting aside the right time, um, you know, and of course, asking for help and support when you need it. So there's a couple of things that have to kind of work together in order for you to reach that peak productivity, but, um, it can be done. Absolutely. My hand hurts. <laughs> I just have to let you know from writing so far. This is amazing. I mean, you know, um, I hear about, I've heard about professional organizers in the, in my, you know, in my lifetime here and there, but you, my dear, take the cake. We have been on calls <laughs> together where you, um, you have organized you're like chair and then everybody who's missed something um it's been it's so organized i'm just i'm just so jealous I'm like wow how do you i don't even i don't even know how to share it you know maybe i could do the typing as fast as you do and get it all color coded and but then you're i don't even know how to share it so there's all these like technical things that you know and i'm just very impressed with your uh with your holistic um organizing it's it's just been amazing to watch you just i want to let you know that on the from the outside looking in it's like wow you amaze me very sweet <laughs> you know you learn right i've been at this for a while right yeah. i've been a an organizing and productivity coach for over well over a decade now and you know and before that obviously i had my own needs um so you know i've just been at it for a while so when you just 
start by improving what needs to happen and just, you know, you keep working at it every day, you get better and better at it. And uh, I firmly believe anyone can learn how to be organized and how to be productive. Uh, you know, it's not, in my opinion, something you're born with. Maybe there are certain people that lean a little bit more towards, you know, learning how to be organized just because they like that structure uh, and, and they're naturally very analytical people and they spot patterns easily. But I'm a very creative, right brain, just free flowing. I don't love rules and this and that person. <laughs> so, you know, if I can do it, anybody can do it. I was gonna, I was gonna be my next question. Do you, do you feel that, you know, anybody can get organized? And that's uh, because there's definitely, I mean, sure, you know, some, I, I definitely know some where it's, um, it, it doesn't seem possible. <laughs> um, you know, I know, I know several hoarders in my life too. And that's a whole, that's a whole other ball game, but mm -hmm. um, well, that's a sure. different, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. So that's kind yeah. of, so what's happening is they're choosing one coping skill over another. And what we really just need to figure out is to, well, we need to resolve the first one, right? And then prove that the benefits outweigh, you know, their method. Do you feel like people hoard in, um, like in, in business organization, like they, like you see on these shows, you know, where they're just, their house is just full. Did, how do you see that? No. What, what would that look like? It's, it's an interesting question. And, uh, you know, obviously me being a certified photo organizer and specializing in digital organizing and digital asset management, uh, people download way too much stuff. That's one. <laughs> so there's that version of hoarding, you know, that, that tends to happen because of FOMO. And I almost feel like that's another coping skill because if, if you feel like you're going to miss out on stuff, that means you're not sure where you're going to find it again. And if you know what I mean, and if, if you're not sure where you're going to find it again, it means you don't have a system in place for finding it again well enough. So if we just sort of create that system, that container for you, then you don't need that anymore because you, you now have something that holds you and you're like, okay, I know where this is going to be. I can find it whenever I want to. And now I'm not going to be scared of losing it. Right. So it's, it's, it's whole, it's, it's, yeah, I, I guess it's difficult to explain, but it's part of that setting up that system that sort of contains what you need to see and feel like you're, yeah, like you just have some boundaries and some, something that cradles you almost. It's really interesting because again, we're paralleling, you know, there's this parallel between this fear of losing a, a picture you download. I'm just making an example, but you know, you have an, a picture and you download it and you download picture after picture after picture, but you don't put it anywhere. So it's in this long list of downloads where you have to scroll and scroll and scroll. And, and then, you know, it's so, they're so small and it takes so much space and there's all these things connected to that. And in the body, we do that. So like if, we, if we're feeling un, insecure, unsafe, then the mm -hmm. body won't calm down. It, won't, it, it will stay contracted. You won't be able to breathe as deeply. So it's interesting how those two go together because, you know, you're downloading these things and you won't breathe or you won't or, or you'll start 
doing things with your, with your jaw, or you'll, you'll do this with your one hand. There's different things people do. Um, these little ticks that show up possibly because of the, or some type of, um, discomfort about, and that's a great way you said it's hard to put your finger on it because we do get, you know, there's that fear of, I can't find it or I can't have it. Or is, am I missing something in my life when everybody else gets it? There's like this, um, I hear this also with people eating, like, I feel I'm going to miss out if I don't have a piece of cake. And, you know, yeah. our society has been raised on you, yeah. if you for your birthday, you're going to get a birthday cake. And like that becomes, again, we're back to the sugar conversation of um, this. It's not really pro health and it shouldn't be a celebration. And, um, mm-hmm. and you shouldn't feel sad. Maybe I shouldn't, shouldn't the bad word. It's interesting that we feel sad. I have a hundred thousand pictures on my iPhone. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I am right there with you. <laughs> Why do I need, like, there's this whole question and um yeah. So I'm right there with many people. I don't want to get rid of them because maybe I'm going to want to see one of these really bad pictures, you know, 20 years from now. And, um, you know, I can't even find it because there's so many pictures. So, um, <laughs> what are some other, I, I'm, I'm going off a little bit on the subject there. I'm sorry, but what are some common mistakes you see besides the ones we just talked about? where people make, you know, like what's the, maybe the most common, maybe the top three or five common mistakes you see either in yeah, a, or organization. So many. There's a couple. Yeah, there's a couple, <laughs> but there's a couple of distinctions that I could make that I think will be helpful for people to hear. And that's that you can't organize if there's no system implemented, right? Okay. So, right. So we first need to create a system and then we can maintain it. I hope that makes sense. Yeah. So you can fill it and then maintain. Yes, exactly. For a lot of people, what happens is that they try to maintain something where there's no system. So we need to be clear first on what is the system and how should it work? And then we can maintain it. Right. So there's that. And then Another thing that tends to happen is the uh, concept of zigzag organizing, which I see all the time. And that's this whole, I think there's even a meme about it, which is funny, which is like, um, so, you know, you want to, let's say, organize your kitchen, right? And you find some fancy plates and you're like, well, I don't use this all the time, maybe only for Thanksgiving. So let me put that in the fancy dining room, you know, in the sideboard over there. And then you get to the sideboard and then the sideboard's already full. And you're like, well, there's something here. Why don't I put that over there? And then you start organizing that area. And then, you know, it, you know, you move something else and it goes to another. And sooner or later, you're organizing something completely different than what you started with, right? Because you see the lack of systems in every place that you get to. <laughs> <laughs> and so oh, that tends to happen a lot. Yeah. And just then you don't get anything done. Right. So it's really, it's really important that we start with small improvements <laughs> in, in whatever area that we work on and that we focus on that area and then, you know, uh, not sort of get sidetracked. Um, 
<laughs> with this you other just, stuff. You just described every time I've ever tried to organize. <laughs> so I go here, especially pictures, right? Like I'm scheduling, yeah. you know, organizing. Ooh, and then I'm like, oh, look at that one. And then you, it's just, yeah. Or the well, yeah, that happens uh, a lot with photos, especially because the stories and the memories are there, right? And so every client says, oh, I, I'll do this on my own. I don't need you for that. And I'm like, okay, great, go ahead. And then, <laughs> you know. They start and then five pictures in, you know, they're talking about, oh, we sat down for an entire afternoon and talked stories. And that's great. And I love to hear that. But you didn't get any organizing done. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So there's, instead there's of doing zigzag organizing, you should you should focus on a, one path again. The train tracks, huh? Mm -hmm. One path. Yeah. Okay. So what would you what call are we actually <laughs> One path organizing. Yeah, I would just say focused work. That's really what it is. It's, okay. it's focused work. Yeah. And if you're going to organize the kitchen, then let's focus on organizing the kitchen. And if there's by some chance things that don't need to be in the kitchen, well, we'll put those aside, you know, someplace out of your way, you know, and we'll deal with that later. But we'll we'll stick to the kitchen for today. Okay. That's so helpful. I mean, <clears throat> so, so here I am, you know, I am one of um, many billions of people who believe I can multitask. So tell me, talk to me about multitasking. Yeah. Um, multitasking is a really interesting concept and it's really just the idea that you have two things that are pulling your attention. And sometimes it kind of creates the illusion of productivity because a lot of things are happening at once, but your brain is really switching back and forth. And so I remember at one of our industry conferences, uh, I can't remember who exactly, it was one of my dear colleagues uh, who did this exercise with us. She said, uh, first write down, you know, letters A through Z, and then write down numbers one through a hundred, and then time yourself while doing both of those and then add up the time and put that time aside, just the number. So we know how long that took. Now do it again. And then try to write a, then one B, then two C, then three, right. To inter interchange sort of and mix those two sequences and then see how long that takes you. And it was astonishing what a change that was, how much of a difference that made. And it was, I just vividly remember that because I was so shocked. Um, it was such a simple exercise, but I was so shocked at looking at the difference between those two times of how much longer it took me to figure that out. And it was because my brain was switching back and forth. And so now I sort of tell everybody about that little exercise because it's just a really good, if you need proof, um, that's a good one to do. Um, yeah, you don't want to be switching like that. It's fine to have multiple projects going, but you're not working at multiple on multiple projects at the same time, you know, you can do one project on a Tuesday, one on a Wednesday. Obviously, you don't want to have too many projects, right? But you need to do focused work when you are working on them and not have all these distractions happening. I've never even heard of that example. I, I can completely understand that now because um, I was doing it in my head as you were talking. <laughs> and it's easy to go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, right? And it's good. Further okay. down, yeah. Yeah, and then when you down yeah it's hard <laughs> yeah one a two b three <laughs> that's just it's like 
probably more than four times the amount of time, I think, probably, maybe even more than that. I, I don't know. That's, that's a great example. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so for me also, I just, I don't say no. And I have too many irons in the fire. You know, the, 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 is this a common one too, of overscheduling and or being, um, I don't know, over, over scheduling and overwhelm and not saying no, do those go together or are those kind of all, are those also separate? Yeah. I mean, there's, I think there's definitely, if you have too many commitments, there could definitely be boundary issues there. Definitely. That that's one thing that I would look at, you know, I'm not saying that I'm the best at boundaries in the world, right. We all have our, you know, issues with that sometimes, but, uh, Definitely, there could be something there that you want to investigate. Um, it's not necessarily that, though, because a lot of creative entrepreneurs like I work with, we just want to make such a big change in the world. And we just have so many ideas that we want to implement. Yeah. And sometimes it's just a matter of prioritization and like knowing which ones to implement first and knowing you know, what course do I release first? What book do I, like, I have a list of seven books that I want to write, but I'm not going to write all seven at one time. (laughs) Right. But it's about prioritizing um, how you want to do it. Wow. Yeah. I have about seven in my head also. Um, It's, it's hard for me to, it is hard for me to focus during the day. What is the number one thing that you see common um, between people that's just lack of work very you're like oh yep um i don't know how to even say it the most common i would say distractions probably interesting it's it's, yeah i think that's that's a, a very real problem because you know we all have our phones you know, and there's always a lot happening, uh, especially during the pandemic. I mean, the amount of people working from home with other family members working from home with kids being at home, um, it's it's not easy. Right. And there's a lot pulling at your attention at all times. And so it's really a great coping skill to learn how to deal with distractions, because every distraction that takes you out of your sort of mental zone um, it derails you by like 15 minutes. You know, wow. it takes you a good time to come back into that work and focus again. And so that's a lot, like, that's a great place to waste time. <laughs> derails you by 15 minutes per distraction. Correct. Holy guacamole. Um, mm-hmm. And so, okay. So what are the best ways to not be distracted? Yeah. Um, Definitely. Definitely, you want to make sure that you have a a dedicated workspace of some sort. It doesn't have to be an office, just some place where you can maybe close a door behind you or at least notify others that, you know, I need to focus for a certain amount of time now. Uh, You know, please don't disturb me or whatever it needs to be. Put that boundary in place. I love closing a door behind me because it's a clear signal to others that I'm doing something that, you know. Where I, where I don't need to be distracted. I also tend to wear big headphones, noise canceling headphones. If I go into my zone, uh, me being sort of highly sensitive, I feel like that helps cradle my ears and I really get into my mental zone much better when I wear those. 
And uh, another thing, I always listen to alpha waves. Uh, and that's okay. another one. Yeah. Uh, that puts me in the zone like very, very quickly. And I, I crank out an incredible amount of content if I listen to alpha waves. So I've learned that too, um, sort of out of necessity. <laughs> So how do you, how, where do you, where do you find your alpha waves? Where's the best place? Yeah, there's a, obviously a playlist that you can download. Uh, just Google alpha waves on YouTube. There's things you can listen to. Um, there's also a couple of other websites. I can't think of the URLs at the moment, but if you Google, you know, focused work music or something like that, then uh, you'll be able to find that without any, without any problems. Wow. That's, I mean, I've, I've been um, looking up music here and there to help uh, a lot of my athletes um, sleep or my clients sleep, you know, who aren't athletes, but, um, and it's always really helpful, but I've never tried the alpha wave. So I'm going to try that. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So you find a quiet space, you kind of designate that you put a no disturb sign up and you close the door. Um, You wear noise canceling headphones and you listen to alpha waves. Mm -hmm. Anything else for there's ending distractions? <laughs> uh, turn off notifications on your phone. Put put the phone to silent. Uh, turn off email notifications. Uh, yeah, all of those things as much as you can to make right. sure that you have that for focused work time. Obviously, don't double schedule yourself. Make sure you have dedicated time. I think a lot of people sort of uh, not by you know by by design but but sort of by accident assume that things will just happen when they get time for it but think i've learned that you things don't really happen unless you make time for it so you want to schedule time for it whatever it is and it comes back to taking yourself seriously so if if you want to sit down and write a book let's put that on the schedule and let's close that time for your book and let's just do that at that time and let's not have other things push that aside right? Let's make that a priority, right? So yeah, there's just a couple of things that you can do there, but um, I mean, it works. <laughs> I have so many, so many notes. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I love to take your time. Ser- it's take yourself seriously and then mm-hmm. make that a priority. Um, gosh, well, I just, um, I can't wait for our next talk. But I just, is there anything else that you want to talk about today um, before we close out our first podcast together? I do want to mention that one of my specialties is helping people move to a shorter work week. Ooh. And that's a lot of what people are looking for nowadays. And so it's sort of a, I do have methods for implementing shorter work weeks that I, that I teach to people. And, uh, I want you, I want everybody to know that that can be done. It's not this lofty thing that you just hear about in the news or this, you know, it's available in this country or that country. I know I'm from Scandinavia. So, you know, we, we tend to be good at shorter work weeks over here, but it can be done anywhere for anybody at any time. Um, and it really comes down to getting good at organization, being productive and putting in place a certain number of uh, sort of system boundaries that help you get more done in less time. So I want everybody to just know that you can design your life how you want your life to look and you can be organized and in control and very productive 
in a very short amount of time. You just have to, it just takes a little bit of practice. That is awesome. Yeah. And you're, <clears throat> you're cruising around the United States this uh, next, last part of this year, giving a, uh, what are you, what are all the things that you're doing? And then uh, give us all your links too. They'll be down below, but still, you know, in case someone doesn't have um, the show notes or something, uh, be sure to tell us how to find you, but tell me where, where are you going? I know that you're, you're traveling so much. I love that. So I'm sorry. Yeah. Where are yeah. you traveling? Besides meeting so me that- for mastermind. Woo sister. <laughs> That's okay. I'm excited for that. Yeah. So I am, uh, I was in uh, Denmark, uh, last month and right now I'm here at home in Sweden. And then, uh, I will be heading back to the Chicagoland area for some time. Then I'm off to Portugal, then California. Then I'm going to meet you in Sedona and then uh, hopefully India by the end of the year. So we'll see how that goes. Um, My husband from India. So we have family there. Um, And so, yeah, I just, I love being a digital nomad and I love helping other people implement that. And so that they can have some sort of more freedom and, 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 and live better and, and, do more things in less time and still make an impact. I don't feel like it's not fair that you should have to sort of sacrifice your own well-being in order to change the world. I want you to be able to accomplish all the things that you want to accomplish and still keep your sanity, <laughs> right? And still wow, yeah. and still healthy. And so uh yeah, so you can find me at carolinegunter.net. That's Gunter with a U at the end. Um the swedishorganizer.com also leads to the same website and that's my business the swedish organizer llc um yeah and you can find me on instagram and, and facebook and uh linkedin and all the other platforms as well just google caroline gunter and uh i should pop up that is awesome thanks for your time today um i can't wait for our, our next uh podcast interview <laughs> um so uh Yeah, that's it. So thank you so much. And um, I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Your Body Advocate with Ruth Cummings. We're so glad you've joined us today and truly believe you can live a pain-free, passion-filled life. To connect with Ruth, work with Ruth, or to grab your free ebook, go to ruthcummings.com. We'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. Until next time, friends, be open, include the unincluded, think outside the box, and spread love and kindness one smile at a time. Thanks for joining us today to listen to Caroline Gunter, a professional organizer and productivity coach. She's so fun. All of her information is on the show notes, but if you do need some more information, please email me at ruth at ruthcummings.com and I will get that information to you right away. We'll see you next week. Bye.